Welcome to Man Fully Alive Podcast. My name is Mike with a Mike. And I'm Deacon Nick. Welcome today. Uh, today we celebrate, even though that's a weird word to use, we celebrate Good Friday. So let's pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Lord, we are humbled at the way in which you show us your mercy and your love through the cross this day, through the way of the cross, through your sacrifice upon it. And we ask you to help us to be really, really not only attentive, but present to the reality uh, that is taking place today, to be fully in, if you will, not, yeah. not, to, not to put up any emotional just, barriers to it. Just reminded, but participating, Lord. Yes, absolutely. Help us to participate. Uh, so that we're not just witnesses of it, but but really experiencing it with you, Lord, to be with you, uh, even though, of course, you did this for us. And so, Lord, help us to be in awe of your great sacrifice and thankful for it. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Um, you know, every year I like to do this exercise for RCIA, and it, it's sort of a reflection about how is it that the apostles experienced Good Friday in light of everything else that they've already experienced, right? I mean, they followed Jesus for three years. They saw him preach. Uh, they saw him teach. They saw him heal. They learned from him. They ate with him. They slept with him. They prayed. They were built up and, and, and they came to believe. I mean, they really came to believe that Jesus was the Messiah. They had already begun their growth in great hope. And now, at the end of it, they're saying the hope has died. Where is he? He's like everything. He's gone. Was that, was that last three years a waste of my life? My friend is gone. My friend is dead. And my teacher is dead. And the guy who is giving both purpose and passion to my life is no longer here with me. Now, what do I do? Where do we go from here? Yeah, I imagine it's the kind of shell shock one experiences when, maybe when they lose a spouse or maybe when they lose, God forbid, a a child. I think it's just anybody when you when you lose somebody under unforeseen non-predicted circumstance yeah. that you love and and that hole in your heart is created that you're saying I don't I don't know if this place is ever going to be filled again. Yeah. A part of me that was alive and was thriving and was growing is missing now. Yeah. And I think it's healthy. I think it's helpful for us to stay in that moment for, for just a moment. You know, yeah. we tend to want to jump ahead. We tend to want to say, oh, well, I know the rest of the story. No, don't worry about Good Friday because I know Easter's coming. Yeah. But but we've got to experience this moment too. You know, I almost wish like I had this little mind eraser that we could erase our, our memory or our, our knowledge of Easter just for a moment, just to experience what the apostles experienced, the unknowing, the the uncertainty, and yet 
wait a minute, this doesn't add up. Wait a minute, this doesn't make sense because I know Jesus. I know Jesus. Jesus is going to do something. He and, wouldn't have gone, like, he would have found a way out of this if there was, wasn't a reason for it. Yeah. Right? He, I don't know a single time where he got himself into a situation that he wasn't able to find himself out of or to bring people to a new place. Why would this have happened, right? Yeah. So for literally three days, they're going to dwell in the loss. They're going to dwell in complete and utter question yeah. of everything about them. And without despairing, I think they're going to question hope. No. Where actually, is it? I think there, where is it? there was despair. There had to have been despair because these are human men. And if there wasn't despair, then I couldn't relate to them, Nicholas. Despair is a byproduct, right, of grief. But if you give in to that despair, right, it can change you for the worse. But wait, 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 wait. You know, that mind eraser not being fully enforced, we know how the story ends. That's true. Right? We, we, know, we know where this goes. But I think the bigger question on my mind, and I'm sure on your mind, is why would the most painful day in the Christian church be called good? Uh, good Friday. Good yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, historically, we don't actually know where that began. Uh, but we do know that it is good, not because it was good that the Lord died, not because the second person of the Holy Trinity you know, his human life came to an end. But the result of his death, mm -hmm. his willingness to go to his death, yeah, was for our good, for if, our salvation. If you didn't tune into the Holy Thursday portion of this, he was fully human, and he could not have, Christ does not violate free will. God does not violate free will. He is a gentleman and he is waiting at the door. He's waiting at the door of our hearts to be let in, but he will never at any point force himself in that door because he gave us free will and he will never violate it. Right? Yeah. But even so, Christ was fully human and he sat there in fear, literally sweating drops of blood. Right? Yeah, There's a medical term for this where the blood, like the sweat vessels open, the pores will open large enough for the blood vessels to come out, right? Those, those cells of blood will escape, which are thicker and more viscous than water, yeah. right? So it's an incredibly excruciating pain that he went through just because of the stress that he was under saying, Lord, if this cup can pass from me, but not my will, but yours be done. Literally saying exactly what we have to do every single day of our lives. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Lord, I don't want to go to work, but man, I got a big V vocation of being a husband and a father, and I got to provide, right? Yeah. I, got, I got roles to fill. My family needs food. My family needs shelter. My family needs love. And I can't do that if I give them a false example of what the Father's given me. Yeah, amen to that. So he accepts this mantle of the cross. And then 
Good Friday, we find the way of the cross, right? The, uh, we, we, this is actually what we celebrate throughout Lent is if you, if you are able to go to any churches, you'll, you'll be able to go to the stations of the cross. And it usually leans into the, to the fish fry at the, at the local parish that's, that's put right. on by the Knights of Columbus. And man, it is just awesome to be able to kind of meditate on the sacrifice that happens today, right? Yes. To meditate on it and to, to actually experience every person's perspective a little bit. Yeah. Right. We get to, we get to meet the women. We get to meet Simon the Cyrenian, right? And Mm -hmm. we get to watch a stranger that had no understanding of who Jesus was really like I'd, I'd, I've heard of you. Right. Yeah. And I'm literally passing through and I'm now pulled into service and I'm having this intimate relationship of I'm carrying the cross that you've been given. And I don't understand why, but at some point I see that you are not worthy of the cross that you've been given. And I, I'm not saying worthy of it, but you're not deserving of this yeah. punishment. Right. right. And he knows it. And, and maybe that's kind of how we feel about the sacrifices in our, our own life, right? Like, I'm not des- I didn't deserve what happened to me, right? right? And this totally could get into the why did bad things happen to good people, but that, oh, is, sure. a, that is a huge, huge cul-de-sac we're not going into. But yeah, big can of worms. we ask this question all the time. Why, Lord, is this sacrifice being put upon me? Yeah, and I think that's why the Stations of the Cross are so beautiful. We can take real-life lessons you know, I, just like Jesus fell three times, I am going to fall. And how am I going to get back up? Just like Jesus received help from Simon, I, I'm going to need help in my life. You know, uh, just like Jesus met with the women and had to do ministry in the midst of his own suffering. So we are called to minister to others, even in the busyness of our own lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, amazing lessons within life can be taken from the Stations of the Cross. I think it's beautiful yeah and of course the ultimate one the ultimate one almost the obvious one how to take up our own crosses how to carry them with with grace with with i I wouldn't say ease maybe not ease but but just to allow god to help us to carry our crosses to be willing to do so and and keep in mind as you're going through the passion today and you're kind of learning more and more about the sacrifices that Jesus made realize that even in the midst of those sacrifices he is ministering to the people that he meets all the way through yeah literally he ministers to the sanhedrin he gives them literally just knowledge to chew on for the rest of their lives right he ministers to the women he ministers to John he ministers to his mother. He ministers to the the thieves on the other crosses. Right. He ministers to everyone along this way. And you forget. You're like, man, it really stinks to be Jesus right now. That's all you're thinking about. But you're not realizing, wow, how blessed are everyone that he's actually still encountering. Like everybody. Like you're thinking everyone that there, everyone that's there is is equally guilty of that, right? That's what you're thinking. But you're not realizing everyone that's there is also blessed to experience the sacrifice that the Lord is doing. Yeah. Yeah. Even the soldiers themselves, especially the one soldier who, who pierced him with the, with the lance is converted by the blood and the water blood and water that flows from his side. How amazing Jesus. Yeah. He's even in his death is ministering to the soldiers. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And in terms of his mother, I mean, my goodness to share 
that moment with his mother to be able to say, I make all things new. I am bringing about the fulfillment of all things. Mm-hmm. And for his mother to be the only other person who really understands that, who, who, who has been a part of his ministry the entire time. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, you 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 think though, maybe Mary wouldn't have said yes right. if she knew all the stuff she was going to have to go through, right? Oh, sure, yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's the beauty of God. He 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 asks, "Will are you willing?" He doesn't give you all the details because sometimes the details would scare us away. But that's that's the part of being a Christian is when you take up your cross, you're going to encounter a whole lot of falls in that road. And you have no idea what they're going to look like until they occur. And what's wonderful about that is that his most beloved relationship mm-hmm. with his mother, he gives to us. Yeah. He, he gives his mother to us by giving her to John, his favorite disciple, his beloved disciple. His beloved mother is given to his beloved disciple. I mean, how beautiful is that? And then the entire world benefits. He, he well, and, and, and that's the and that's the extent by which we are called, right? Because at this point, we become the beloved. Yes. Right. Yes, we receive that gift. I mean, John received it on yeah. our behalf, right? We all get the mother. Yeah. That's awesome. And they and they that's the that's the interesting thing is we don't hear it said John. They say the disciple whom Jesus loved. Right. 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 That's all of us. All of us. Literally anybody that's pursuing the Lord is the disciple whom Jesus loved. Woman, behold your son. Right? Yes, that's right. Son, behold your mother. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. In his final moments, he gives us wonderful, wonderful gifts. And then in the end, he gives us his, his very self. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty dope. For real. Yeah, yeah. For real. It's pretty amazing. So this is also the only day of the year that there is no mass. That's right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. This 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 isn't a mass. If you go to Good Friday service, mm-hmm. this is the only point at which you don't have a mass that day. You have a service. That's right, because there's no consecration, right? So the, the mm-hmm. Eucharist that you receive was consecrated the day before. Liturgy the word and liturgy of the Eucharist, but it is without a consecration. Which is amazing if you think about it, because if you think of all the time zones throughout the world and all the masses that are said, a mass is said every hour of every day throughout the entire year, except Good Friday. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah. It's kind of powerful. Sure is. You'd think there's some big force work at work making all oh, this I wonder of... if there's some sort of intelligence behind it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's, let's discredit. <laughs> um, but the, the, then we go into the veneration of the cross. Okay. Oh yes. Behold the wood of the cross on which hung the savior of the world. Yes. Come let us worship or adore him. Oh yeah. Um, good voice, but let, we'll learn the words. It's all good. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Right. But, uh, <laughs> this is, this is, it's, it's more than that, though, right? This isn't just a veneration of the cross, which we kind of have that with us all the time. Anybody who's wearing a, a cross or a crucifix, every time we see that, we have an opportunity to, to venerate the cross. Yeah. But this day is special because there's an invitation. Right. An invitation to, to, to come forward, to, to willingly and publicly show forth our faith in the cross. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and you can go up, you can you can kiss it, you can genuflect, you can touch it and say a prayer, you can do whatever you want. But to acknowledge the fact that the cross is the instrument by which Jesus Christ is saving us 
from our sins, saving the world from condemnation. Amazing. And let's put it back in context. What prior to that day and throughout that day for the next couple days was the cross. It was the ultimate, ultimate symbol of shame, right? This was when they're, when they're saying we don't want to just kill this person. We want to make an example of them. Right. They would crucify. This isn't a beheading. This isn't a hanging. This is crucifixion where we're going to leave them up. This is being hung naked before everyone who passes by and a sign above your head noting your shame, noting your sin yeah. to the community. Putting a name on it. Right. Um, and and literally, the one that he's given is the king of the Jews. King of the Jews. Right? Right. And which was supposed to be mocking. What? Which was supposed to be mocking. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I frankly love that part where... Uh, Pilate is put in that position of the Sanhedrin is coming to him and saying, don't write the king of the Jews, write he proclaimed himself or he made himself the king of the Jews. And Pilate says, no, what I have written, Mm -hmm. I have written. And it's a really kind of a baller move, right? Right, right. And, uh, but it, it, but it's, it's fact, right? He doesn't even know he's writing fact. Right. But he's fact, right? Yeah. I love it. And man, it's cool because even the persecutors, even those that put him to death are making it more true. Yeah. Like adding facts to the facts. Yeah. Fulfilling the prophecy. Fulfilling exactly what had to happen for the salvation of the world. It's amazing. You're right. Uh, Pilate, for all we know, could have been prideful and be like, I don't want you to change my sign. But but it was factual. It's amazing. Mm. So let me ask. If there is one part, this is just more of a preference I'd like to know. Okay. Is there a station of the cross that you find yourself more drawn to than others? I I am particularly fond of uh, the first and second fall um, because he falls uh, by himself. And I, it's probably just because of the way I imagine it. Um, mostly because I also associate many of the different falls that I've had in my own life. And I can relate to, or I feel very strongly about the way I experience such difficulty in getting back up sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's self-doubt, maybe it's shame, maybe, maybe whatever it's pride. it is. Maybe it's pride, exactly, yeah. which can certainly be the basis of both of the others. So, sure. so I, I identify with those stations because I imagine falling he was not just physically exhausted he was drained in every way imaginable i mean he was he was emotionally drained he is he had been rejected he's feeling unloved he is feeling i mean all these things right yeah and and i can't imagine getting up Mm -hmm. and it is inspiring for me to hear that he gets back up yeah i love that i just i love it Mine would be uh, where he meets his mom. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, because I'm a mama's boy. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I just am. And, uh, I mean, okay, so I, I have to compare and contrast here. When I'm with my kids, mm-hmm. right, I have a five, three, and a one right now. Mm-hmm. And when I'm with my kids, they are strong around daddy. They are happy. They are overjoyed. But the second they see mom, 
they are weak in the knees and the problems or whatever they're worried about and fears and everything, it just comes out. Like they're like, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I'm this, I'm that. I'm, oh, mom, please solve these needs, right? Yeah. Huh. And Christ's natural inclination at this point is not to go weak before his mother and say, mother, comfort me. Mother, console me. He literally consoles his mother and he's like, mother, I make all things new. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's like, great. Like, mom, I got this. Wow. You know? Yeah. So he even defies what I understand to be natural human logic of if mom, if we had a good mom, we're naturally probably going to be mom. Help me, mom. You know? Right. Wow. So maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. But if I ran into my mom while I was literally on death row to be crucified, I don't know if I'd be like, hey, mom, it's all good. Don't it's worry, okay. mom. I'm good. Yeah, I got this. Don't worry. I got Simon over here who's going to help me out. You know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm going to make all things new. So I'm gonna, don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah. So. Yeah. These so are we, awesome reflections. I, I really hope we can come away from this liturgy, not mass, but this liturgy, uh, emboldened to to pick up our crosses right yeah so enjoy the rest of these three days of of mourning and really just mourn the loss of our friend the lord you know because until easter our hope has not been renewed yet yeah so a good meditation to take away from this would be to just for a moment pretend that you don't know what's coming and to mourn the loss of our lord Right, mourn the loss of he who is to bring about hope, and understand that this, the despair that the the disciples felt was real, the fear, the anguish, the pain, the grief. Think of all the people that you've loved that have lost. Right, think of your 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 loved ones who have passed, and dwell, dwell in that moment, and just say, "I, I offer this grief to you, Lord." Right, offer all that pain, that suffering up to the Lord. Because on Easter, all is, all is taken away. All is taken away. Let's finish in a prayer. Yes, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we love you. And you love us. And you demand sacrifice from us on, on, on a regular basis. Help us to not just experience sacrifice, but experience sacrifice in the way that Christ experienced it here today on Good Friday. In a way that reconnects, reconnects our sacrifice with our purpose and our mission here in life to bring about your good news to those who most need it. And that each time we have one of those sacrificial scars that you had so many of, that it's uniting us with you and it's uniting us with all other Christians and all those that don't know you across the world because the one thing that all humans are united in is our brokenness and our necessity for you, Lord. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And Amen. For Man Fully Alive podcast. My name is Mike with a mic. And I'm Deacon Nick. Happy Good Friday. <laughs>